Have you ever found yourself making other people's urgency your very own priority? Let me ask you a question. When you think about life's priorities, your own life's priorities, and you picture them on a pyramid. So I want you to envision a pyramid for just a moment. A pyramid with a circle at the top. The circle represents the apex, what is most important in your life, your top priority, what you think about the most, what consumes your thoughts the most, what you focus on the most, your top priority, basically what you worship. And then if you picture underneath the circle on that pyramid rungs like on a ladder going from most important priority to least important priority, what does your pyramid of priorities look like? Depending on what that looks like is what your life looks like. So in other words, if your pyramid of priorities is out of whack, most certainly your life is out of whack. And you're probably suffering from feelings of fatigue and anxiety, lack of purpose, lack of passion, lack of significance. You, you describe your life as going through the motions, cyclical. Every day is the same thing, the same thing. And you're probably the one who is excited and encouraged because Friday is right around the corner. That's the only thing you look forward to because your priorities are out of whack. Now, when I ask men 75% of the time in coaching sessions, 75% of the time, they will always provide me with the same answer when I ask them, what is at the top of your pyramid of priorities? They will say that at the very apex is their job. Why is that? Well, because they are providers, they're the breadwinners. So they want to make sure that their family is provided for. When I ask women, what is at the apex of your pyramid of priorities? They, 75% of time, 80%, they will answer the same. They will say, what, what do you think? <laughs> you guessed it, my family, my kids. That's what's most important. And so as they describe their pyramid of priorities, I can see it translated into their own life and they are running the rat race. They are tired. They are frustrated. They don't have a vision for the future. They don't know what is to come in a year, three years or five years from now. They don't have a passion. So is there a right and is there a wrong? Absolutely. Absolutely. 75 to 80% of the times it is wrong. Now, can you correct it? Absolutely. And this is what I'm here for right now. I want to share with you what your pyramid should look like. So once again, back up a little bit, picture that pyramid, a circle at the top, the apex. Remember what I said, whatever's at the top is what you focus on the most, what concerns you the most, what you think about the most, what you worship, you worship. Do you hear what I just said? What you worship means whatever is at the top is your God. And so as a believer, and you know, if you know me already, you know that I'm a believer. I'm a born again believer in Christ. I don't make any apologies for that. And I will tell you that my priorities are centered this way. At the very top of the apex is God. Why God? Well, because the Bible says, love your God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and yeah, you got it, strength. So he says, I'm a jealous God. One of the commandments, first commandment says, you have shall have no other gods before me. And so what do I have at the very top? I have God at the top, at the apex. Why? Because Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness in all of these things shall be added unto you. In other words, he was saying, you know, don't worry about the things of life. Don't worry about the vicissitudes. Put your priorities in order. Focus first on God. Live righteously and all these things shall be added. So let me, let me rewind. What did I say? What should be at the top? Your faith should be at the top. In my case, it's God. God is at the apex of my life. And from that, everything else flows, but there's still an order. There's still an order. Listen to me. 
What do you think comes right after God? We have the apex, then we have the rungs. What do you think is next on the rung? What do you think most people will tell me? Well, most people will give me all sorts of answers. <laughs> all sorts of answers. But there's only one right answer. Yes, there's only one right answer. The right answer is yourself. You should have God at the top and then yourself. Whoa, 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 back up, Milton, a little bit. Back up. That's not what I've been taught. Well, what have you been taught? Because right now what we're trying to do is unlearn and relearn. The reason that you're living the way that you're living is because you've been taught a certain way and you've been following that same mental construct and it has not produced anything positive in your life. So let's back up a little bit. God is at the apex, then on the next rung, I have myself. Why myself? Well, let me share with you the metaphor or the analogy of the flight attendant. <laughs> if you've ever flown on an airplane, you know that the flight attendant gives all these instructions before you take off. And one very important instruction is she shares with each and every one of you, of course, if you're not wearing your headphones and listening to music while she's talking, she will say that in the event of uh, a loss of pressure in the cabin, the oxygen mask will fall from the top deck. She then gives a very important instruction. She says, when it happens to fall, in the event it happens to fall because we lose pressure in the cabin, make sure to put it on, fill in the blank, first. Put it on first before helping other people, Mother Teresa. <laughs> Stop trying to be Mother Teresa, helping everyone while you are dying in the process. The more you help yourself, the more people you can help. So that's a basic principle, is put on the mask first before you help other people put on theirs. Now, there's a biblical principle also behind this. What did Jesus say? He said, love your God with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And then he said, and love your neighbor as, fill in the blank, yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. What does that mean? If I can't love me, I can't love my neighbor. If I can't love me, I can't love anyone else. And if I can't love myself, it's because I don't know the love of God because God is, fill in the blank, love. That's right. It's that plain and simple. So God at the apex, then I'm next because it's love your neighbor as yourself. In other words, I can't give what I don't have. If I don't love myself, I can't love. If I haven't extended grace to myself, I can't extend grace. If I have not forgiven myself, I cannot extend forgiveness unto other people. So if I want to do the people around me a favor, especially my family, I need to nurture myself. I need to love myself. I need to invest in myself. Oh, Milton, that sounds so selfish and narcissistic. Uh, no, <laughs> actually, it is selfish and narcissistic not to invest in you because at the end of the day, the ones that suffer the consequences are the people closest to you. I hear people say over and over again, oh, when my kids are older, I'll go back to school. Oh, when my kids are older, I'll go back to the gym and I'll lose weight and I'll get in shape. You know what? That is narcissistic, selfish, because if you don't take care of yourself, then the people around you are going to have to take care of you. They're going to have to wheel you into a doctor's appointment. They're going to have to feed you. They're going to have to give you medication because you did not care for yourself. So God, you, and then who's next? Well, if you're married, I would highly recommend that it be your spouse. And why is that, Milton? Why the spouse and not the children? Well, because the children are going to grow up, go to school, fall in love, get married, and start their own family. And then their family will be more important than you. Let's just be honest. You know, our children are an inheritance from God. They are, they, are, they are given to us for a time. 
We have to train up a child in the way that he should go, the Bible says, so that when they're older, they won't depart from it. That is our job, to train them up. But eventually, they will leave the house, and so you're left with your spouse. If you don't invest time in your spouse, guess what? When everyone is left and you become an empty nester, oh, it's lonely at the top. (laughs) It is lonely at the top if you haven't invested time in your spouse. So what do you do? Learn her love languages or his love languages. Connect, spend time together, do things together. Invest in one another in your relationship. So let me rewind again. God, you, spouse, and then children. And I want to stop right there. I want to stop right there. Because whatever comes after that, whatever comes after that really doesn't matter what order it's in. What's most important is God, you, spouse, children. And then you have underneath that, you can have extended family. You can have ministry. You can have uh, your work, your businesses, whatever it is. But let me tell you, if your life is not in order, you're not a blessing to anyone around you. Yeah, you're probably saying right now, if you're in the ministry, you're probably asking, wait, hold it. You said ministry was at the bottom. Exactly. Your greatest ministry, your number one ministry, if you are a minister, Your number one ministry is your household, your family. If you're a leader in a company, if you're a leader in the community, your number one leadership role is in your family. You know, the Bible even says, what does it profit a man to win the world and to lose himself? So my friend, start putting your priorities in order and you will see how your life starts to change its direction.